Hey, welcome to the Construction Generate Podcast. I am your host, Emily Lenning, and I'm here to talk about all things business for the home service industry. From interior design to plumbing, I know that finding strategy, marketing, and ideas specific to the home service industry isn't easy. So I'm giving you the best advice for building your online presence and bringing on some industry professionals to provide even more value along the way. If you're ready to build your home service business and ultimately build a recognizable home service brand, you're in the right hands. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, today we have Brittany on. Um, Brittany is the owner of Blue Bee Designs. And her unique love for blending antiques and new items in a classic yet fun and refreshing way has become her signature style, one in which can be seen in her own home as well as clients who enjoy a layered and collected style. Brittany collaborates closely with each client to pair decor with their lifestyles and personalities, as well as designing spaces that function to the ideal purposes of their owner. Uh, Brittany, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Emily. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, before we get into the the nitty gritty about your business, I'd love to hear your journey of how you started your business. Sure. So I was born and raised in Florida and uh, graduated from Florida State University um, with a background in marketing and event design. And I just have always had a lifelong passion for beautiful surroundings. And just, I was always the little kid who loved to go for walks at night and see how people decorated their homes when their shades were open. So yeah, so basically just a lifelong love of beautiful interiors. I was creating mood boards when I was in fifth and sixth grade, long before it was a thing. And, you know, it just kind of became as I got older and got out of college, friends and family would ask me for just, you know, design advice. And it really wasn't until I took a trip to Paris, again, surrounded by beauty, architecture, fashion, and art. Those are my big kind of three and inspirational sources. And I was standing in front of this gorgeous building and it just hit me. I need, I need to do this. I need to do design full time. I want to make everything in everybody's home. Just, just speak to their soul. The way that that building I stood in front of spoke to me and it kind of sounds crazy, but you know, as a creative, our journey is never linear And so, yeah, I I continued with my full-time job and educating myself in design and the principles of design. And thankfully, you know, I'm surrounded my family's a bunch of entrepreneurs. So that came really easily to me. But yeah, in March of 2020, like many other people, my job went virtual and I found myself with a lot of time to fine tune some business processes and figure out what it was I was going to do. And then in October of 2020, my husband, uh, being my number one cheerleader said, let's do this full time. So I left my traditional nine to five job and uh, set out on this, um, this journey of entrepreneurship. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Um, can you tell, tell me a little bit more about what you had to do to transition into this from what your background was before. So what kind of training did you do or what did you have to change in your mindset when you decided I want to be an interior designer? Well, I think it helps that I was previously had two careers. I was in event management and design. So 
logistics and processes, that was my day to day. I live and breathe processes. So, you know, when I was first starting out, it was kind of like, how in the world am I going to draw from my past experiences? But really that that understanding of vendor relationships, kind of the, the fine-tuning, the processes and the funnel of getting to a final result was something I had done for eight years prior. And then most recently, I was a teacher. And for me, you know, the love of education and continually learning was just something that I was preaching to the choir. And I just had to turn around and say, okay, your free time, you're going to love what you're doing. You're going to want to learn about it as much as you can. So for me, it was just an endless search to how much information can I get my hands on and how much can I learn? Yeah, that's great. With that, when you made, when you started your business, because you really started it during the pandemic, I know you're in Florida. So with that, were a lot of your consultations online or did you have any processes that changed and have fluctuated with the pandemic? I would say I always do like a discovery call with a client that's on the phone or through Zoom. And that's just simply because it's a 20 minute process. It's, you know, it's kind of a quick overview of what they're looking for. So that didn't really change. And really, honestly, I guess it's just Florida, but we just masked up and went and did what we needed to do. So when my first project came along, which was a four bathroom renovation project, I couldn't do that virtually. So, you know, with adhering to, you know, our local guidelines, I would go to showrooms with limited appointments. It was different in that I couldn't drive my clients along to everything. You know, it was much more like we're only letting so many appointments in. So definitely scheduling became a little bit trickier. But as far as my actual process, I did start to think about, okay, I can offer virtual design, you know, and I'm a Navy wife. So I felt like I might be able to reach more military spouses if I offer virtual design. So that's something that this year we're really focusing on. And not just because of the pandemic, but because we found, you know, this, this virtual world that we've moved into is really convenient. And it just opens the doors for a lot of people to have a lot of access to things that they may not have. Right. Yeah. That makes perfect sense because I would have loved to use you to help me design my home, but it would have been hard if you weren't virtual and now everyone's going on virtual, which is great. Um, But yeah, it's definitely opening doors for people to grow their businesses, but also people all over the country to work with people they couldn't have before. So with that, do you have any tips for working with people virtually with consultations or in design? So I think my number one thing, and I send my clients when we are getting started with virtual design, I send them digital graph paper. I send them very specific ways to measure their rooms. I send very specific angles that I request you to get photos from. And then including things like if there's any existing furnishings or artwork that we need to work around. I need those exact dimensions. I need very good photographs. And then we always will do a video walkthrough. And the the thing about virtual design that's a little different is that I'm not there when the pieces come in to style them. So I also give with every virtual service, I give a very detailed styling guide. So it has photos, it has diagrams. And then my clients are also able to call me and say, hey, you know, I have a one hour at the end of my project. And I really need your help styling these shelves. So I'll actually be there on video with them 
telling them, hey, move that picture a little bit to the right. Let's make a book stack here. You know, just fine tuning those things so they don't ever feel like they're just, you know, here's a shopping list and figure it out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That is great because I think that you obviously have an eye for where things go and colors and that's what you're an expert in. So I'm sure that people really appreciate that and you telling exactly where pictures should go. This weekend, we just hung up some pictures, a gallery wall in our house. And I was like, I don't know if that's like half an inch off or where it should be above the couch. (laughs) So yeah, that is great. I love that you offer that. Yeah. So kind of now that we're not really post pandemic, but we're now in a new year, 2022. What are some trends that you see this year for home interiors? So I think one of the biggest, most common things, if you're into interiors or not, uh, one of the biggest things is always Pantone picks a color of the year and your top major paint companies will pick a color of the year. So this year was actually kind of unique in that your big competitors, Sherwin-Williams and Benjamin Moore, actually both picked a shade of green. And so we're seeing shades of green come out, whether it's in kind of that comforting reminder, there's a lot of psychology that goes into picking colors, you know, and I think in the last year, two years, we were really finding ourselves a lot in nature and finding that respite. So really green is just making its way into our homes now, whether that's through upholstery, accents, bringing in, you know, actually green painted furniture, a green accent wall. And we're also moving away in the the realm of comfort and just tranquility. We're moving away from the cold neutrals, what I would call cool neutrals. So we're getting away from the super crisp white, the grays, you know, I feel like everybody's like, oh, paint your house agreeable gray. It'll sell in a heartbeat. But we're really moving away from that to pull back into like creams, beiges, nudes, you know, even like as deep as like a camel colored accent, whether that's in furniture, you know, throw pillows, rugs, just really giving people a sense of just really like a happy overall feeling in a room. They're richer, they're not as stark. And so, you know, just psychologically, that really helps us to kind of unwind and feel at home. And one of my very favorite um, trends for this year, and I can't call it a trend because I've been an antique and vintage girl since my mother, you know, took me through antique stores at the age of five. (laughs) But for me, mixing vintage and new is a huge trend this year. You can look at it from a couple different standpoints. One, it's very, very eco-friendly. There's a huge movement in fashion and in home design to move towards more of the green methods, upcycling, recycling. So instead of running out and purchasing everything brand new, you know, we're seeing a lot of my personal philosophy is, you know, invest in a really good neutral upholstered sofa, maybe a set of upholstered chairs in a neutral, but then add in those vintage pieces. A lot of times it's the way the juxtaposition that they play off of the old and the new, it really just creates, it creates a talking point. It creates a point of interest and it makes your home look like you actually took time and thought, you know, that went into it. Not just, oh, I went to a big box store. I bought the entire set. So now I can say my house is finished. You know, my personal philosophy is, is a slow curated 
cohesive home and I am here for the antique trend. (laughs) Yes, that is so great because I feel like when we bought our home, I'm like, I have to have every room done right away. So I'm going to go to TJ Maxx and buy everything I find to make the room completed when it's, that is a great point of making sure it is it is slow to make sure everything comes together the way you want. Cause you are going to be there hopefully a long time. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I love that. That's great. And I feel like one of my, one of my constant, like, you know, I'm constantly telling clients, like as soon as we start working together, step away from the home decor aisle, like it's hard, but there's such a thing as decision overwhelm. And that's one thing that a lot of my clients face. They just don't know where to start or they, they see something in the store in, in a vacuum that they like, but they don't envision it with everything else that they've got, you know, so it is, I like to say, you know, take your budget and invest it into the room you use the most. Don't sprinkle it around your house, make one room complete and then start saving again and then do the next space. But I even have to tell myself, you know, walk away from the home decor aisle. Sometimes it's a, it's a quick fix. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Great. Well, I would love to hear from you. What's a piece of advice you would give to someone just starting out in the home services industry or in the, in the interior design field? My biggest piece of advice behind finding something that you love to do, because you're going to spend a lot of time doing it. My biggest piece of advice is that you can't be all things to everyone. And that was something that I really honestly struggled with. You know, I think as a new a new entrepreneur, new business owner, you you want to make sure you can service as many people as possible and and meet all of their needs. And you know, there's really power in niching down. And when it comes to niching down, I think it's it's a balance of, you know, surrounding yourself with the things that you like to do. But then also like looking at the clients that you've loved to work with or your ideal client, if you haven't worked with one yet, you know, is it maybe a dual income family with young children? Maybe you love to design family friendly spaces or, you know, maybe you love art. And so people who are world travelers have an amazing art collection. Maybe that's who you target, but just, you know, you can't be all things to all people. And I feel like I'm constantly still having to remind myself of that. You know, you're not pigeonholing. Because really, your niche is going to be about what you're passionate about. For me, my niche is art as a jumping off point, fabrics, architecture, and color. You know, and I layer those in with those old and new pieces. And to me, no, that's not going to service everybody in the world. But it's my very specific passion. And I'm really going to just have an amazing collaboration with those clients who like that kind of look. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't want to change your style because that's what someone's requesting. You want to offer your services and they'll find you because they like your style and what you offer. (laughs) Exactly. And that's not to say, you know, that designers can't do lots of styles because we can. That's what we're trained in. But when it comes to really, you know, hone in and and just go all in with what you're good at and what what you love. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Brittany, where can people find you online? So you can find me. um, We have a blog that we're really just focusing on getting consistent (laughs) in 2022. We're trying to create kind of a harmonious play between our social media. So we're on Instagram at bluebee designs underscore. 
We're on Facebook at Bluebee Designs and our website is www.bluebeedesigns.me, M-E. And just a little note, since my uh, business idea came to me in Paris, the blue in our name is spelt the French way. So it's B-L-E-U on all of our social media accounts. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today, Brittany. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. So thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want even more support for your home service business, head on over to our Facebook group where you will meet other like-minded business owners and find additional strategies, ideas, and tips from experts in the industry. Visit constructandgenerate.com slash Facebook to join. I'll see you in there.